Will Ferrell quote. Have you ever saw the movie Kicking and Screaming, where he's a soccer coach? No. Oh, I don't like Will Ferrell. He has uh, he has Mike Ditka as his neighbor, or as his dad's neighbor, <laughs> and he gets Mike Ditka to be his assistant coach. He just starts telling him to go get juice boxes for everybody. Oh. And Mike Ditka's like, you're not going to talk to me like that. And he's like, oh, really? Because it looks like I'm talking to the juke. The juice box boy should be getting everybody juice boxes. Oh, no. And he quits, and he's like, everybody, wave. Bye-bye to juice box. Literally. Literally wave. And he makes all the kids wave at him and uh-huh. everything. It's pretty good. It's crazy, I've, though, that you wouldn't like Will Ferrell. He's just not, I don't know. He's a little, like, uh, he's a little too over the top. A little too, like, I don't I don't like that kind of humor. That, That's fair. So Jim Carrey now, Adam Sandler now. Uh, I... Fucking hate Adam Sandler. Let's hate Adam Sandler. Jim Carrey. Cool. I like Jim Carrey. Or you've just always not liked. Adam I've Sandler. always hated Adam Sandler. Really? He's exceptionally unfunny. Billy Madison, Waterboy, Happy Gilmore. Nope. None of it. Dang, that's None crazy. Big Daddy. Movies. The only movie that I ever watched of his that I did not hate but still didn't like at all was Mr. Deeds. Huh. And, I and I don't even think okay. I finished it. I think I watched like an hour of it and I was like, uh, okay, great. This is I- best work. I saw that in theaters. Oh, really? Circa, like, 2001? Yeah, pretty much. Like, I just like the concept of it. Where, like, oh, random guy went to the lottery. What does he do with it? Not even lottery. He just gets an inheritance. Is that what it was? It was, yeah. It was he inherited his great... He's the last living relative. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, how could I forget? Such it's a remake, film. too. There was another... Is it really? Yeah. It's, I mean, the original is just, like, a heartwarming story about this dude who gets money. Dude. So, of course... Anyways... What is going on, guys? This is Bet On It for another week because we haven't settled on a new name. Leaning in towards for better or worse, but we decided to hold off on that because I like it. Uh, something pressing happened last night in the Thursday night football game, which is Miles Garrett attempted to murder Mason Rudolph with his own helmet. And we figure that's a good place to start. Uh, you said you didn't see the game, right? So I didn't watch it, but oh. like I got a text message this morning from my roommate who was like, Hey, uh... These football players are really going above and beyond these days. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, I guess they're swinging helmets at each other. I was like, can you clarify? And so he tell, he sent me a link to it. And I'm like, oh, somebody got a little upset at the the last eight seconds of the game. Because you weren't on you weren't on much social media, are you? Like, are you Twitter, Instagram, on any? Of I'm those, not on or? Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Okay, because instantly when it happened, everything just kind of exploded. Like Twitter exploded. Instagram was covered in memes of like. Here's Mason Rudolph with a dented head, or here's a baby <laughs> doll with the head pressed in. Yeah. Here's the whack a mole. The, here's I the, like the whack a mole. The whack a mole one was good. Someone made a fake UFC poster that was oh, just really? Miles Garrett swinging the it. The rematch. At Mason Rudolph. Yeah, exactly. So went crazy. If you didn't see it, which um, if you don't have a Twitter or were without power for the last 12 hours, what happened was uh, eight seconds left in the game, Miles Garrett, Cleveland Browns defensive end and arguable defensive player of the year candidate sacked Mason Rudolph or not sacked Mason Rudolph, but hit Mason Rudolph late and it wasn't late. It was not late. No, it's, he it, pulling him to the ground. No, no, happened no, no, no. Late. Well, he I had, think that's why they took excitement. He had him wrapped up. He wrapped him up as then, he had the ball in his hand. Like the tackle was fine. Rudolph just overreacted to it. So Rudolph gets mad and in replays, you see Rudolph pulling at Miles Garrett's helmet and trying to like kick him in the groin and like there was a picture I saw of him just straight up grabbing Miles Garrett by the groin mm-hmm. before and then Garrett just snaps, rips the helmet off, and as he's ripping the helmet off, two of the Steelers linemen are trying to separate them. Rudolph comes back to keep talking and when he comes back, Garrett takes the helmet and swings it, hits him square in the head, 
So then more linemen come over and they throw Garrett down. Uh, Marquise Pouncey, who's the center, I believe, for the Steelers, starts punching and kicking him in the head. But Garrett still has his helmet on. It was kind of like a hockey fight where it's like, well, yeah. you guys aren't really yeah, doing, doing anything. And it was it was just crazy. It was eight seconds left. Everybody was just just pandemonium. The announcers, poor Joe Buck, poor Troy Aikman, had they had never seen anything like it. They were so disappointed. They were they were emotionally distraught. You could tell they were very like even they were like oh my oh there's oh there's no place this for is this. the worst oh, thing this I've, is, ever I've never seen that yeah and it's like well but to be fair I've never seen that before I've never seen that before either which is like a fun thing to say when it comes to a Brown Steelers game, um, but dude yeah he just went a little crazy so today they announced that uh, Garrett will be suspended indefinitely now without pay but at a minimum the rest of this year which is. Uh, we're in week 11, so it's what, six more games? Yeah. And the playoffs, if the Browns happen to make it to the playoffs? Which they won't. And then he's got to go back to the commissioner's office to get reinstated anyway. So mm-hmm. he could be looking at even longer bleeding into next season. Yeah, he... I think the one... I don't know, man. He need, like what I think what's going to end up happening is he's going to need to enroll in some kind of program for anger management. I was thinking that too, because... but he, he doesn't have a history of anything like this. He's had a rough season with these types of... Like, he punched Jelani Walker in the face week one and got ejected. Yeah. And he but tackled... Like he's, he's building a pattern. He's building a pattern this, is this like, year. But this is like a big, like, uh, <clears throat> I guess, first event. He's like he's had like little scuffles and like he's certainly has like penalty problems, but like, um, yeah. But the thing that was at least a little, I don't want to say redeeming, but in his post in his his uh, press conference or whatever, he at least admitted like, yeah, no, I was acting like a fool and like. Well, it's funny too because all of his teammates, not one of them, like came to his defense after the game. Like, everyone was really, like, OBJ and Jarvis Landry did an interview with mm. the Thursday Night Football crew after, and they were like, yeah, it's great. And then they got to see the actual replay, and they were like, oh, that's even worse than I thought. Like, I didn't realize it was that bad. Well, like, no, the, because cause it's that bad. Like, you can't, and then Baker, you can't defend that. Really. Right after the game, he was the first interview, and they asked him, and he's like, it's inexcusable. You can't be doing that. And a lot of people were mad that he said that. They were saying that as a locker room leader, he had to... <laughs> step up for his teammate but at the same time it's inarguable that no that Baker, Baker Garrett was right too far yeah no Baker so, was right <clears throat> like, so, and it's like the, the the NFL you always hear it like everybody always says like the NFL's a brotherhood like he took it a level above just teams acting a certain way like right. that was a if you really boil it down and like you know this is like I was telling you earlier this is gonna be the debate that everybody has like he he that was he committed a crime like that's assault that's literally <laughs> that's literally the definition of assault. If it wasn't him. on a field, he would be exactly. Uh, which now that saying, we'll get into our opinions on on the next steps in in that regard in a second. But like, I I don't think Baker was wrong to say that at all. Like no, I don't think you any can't of them do were. you can't do that. You can't support that kind of and like Miles knows that he wasn't he was in the wrong. He said he was in the wrong, and you know he's got to deal with being suspended, but. Without pay, suspended indefinitely. I mean, obviously, football players are pretty well paid. So <laughs> top top ramen for the next couple. Yeah, it's not like he's going to be living hard, scraping to get the bills paid. Well, you but, know, some of these guys like live like these crazy lavish lifestyles. I'm sure he'll have to pull back a little bit. If he's living living in Cleveland, Ohio, he's not going to have to pull back a little bit. The the housing market out there is very economical. 
What a good, That's what a true. good real estate out there. That's really true. I was just out there last weekend, actually. That's right. So, you're from so Ohio. It's, it's fun. I'm not from Ohio. I just have a lot of family in Ohio. Same thing. Yeah, pretty much. But I uh, was just out there, and brown stuff everywhere. Miles Garrett stuff everywhere too. They had all sorts of merch. They love him there. They love. Oh yeah, they love him. He's, He's like great talent. One of their first big cornerstone yeah. players. Oh, that, for sure. They new, drafted him, right? Yeah, they drafted right. him. They've built him. He's three years now. And so he's he's become like a homegrown product to them, and he, yeah, he's everywhere. It's all Baker and and Miles Garrett everywhere. Man, um, so do you think um, there needs to be like legal interaction or intervention? No, not at all. I saw something that said if Mason Rudolph pressed charges, he needs to quit the NFL and go play lacrosse because that's a snooty white thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> His press charges, I think, obviously tempers tempers flare in professional sporting events i mean tempers flare and sporting events in general really quick i went to the gym last night and ended up playing pickup basketball for a couple hours and there was an argument that broke out at the end of a game of fives we were playing where two people were arguing who the ball went off of Mm -hmm. and it was game point and dude on my team was arguing that it went off of the other team and rolled through someone's legs and dude on the other team was arguing like there was no no one on his team touched it. He was standing behind the three point line, but he swore he saw it under the basket. He said none of his team touched it. It was because the ball got slapped, and then it just magically rolled out. And they got so heated while they were arguing that this dude on the other team was literally foaming at the mouth, like spit hanging in his beard, screaming at the top of his lungs. Like I couldn't even understand the words he was saying anymore. He got so mad, and that was. A pickup basketball game and he quit he walked out before we finished the game because he was so mad yeah this and this is like a hyper aggressive context so imagine like a hyper aggressive football game that's been testy the whole game which i'll i'll tell you about in a minute here because there's a, a lot of actual like crazy dirty plays in this game before this i think it all kind of built up to it but imagine like you have millions of dollars on the line you're both teams are still in the playoff picture. They're both trying to turn around disappointing seasons. Mm-hmm. The Steelers are riding a hot streak. The Browns have been an embarrassment considering all the hype that they had. Like, I just can't imagine all those factors. Like, it just boils over. So if someone can get into a screaming match over a meaningless pickup basketball game to the point that they take their, they quite literally take their ball and go home, I can't imagine <clears throat> whatever must have been building up to set that off with with Garrett. But I don't think it's a... It's an actual legal, you know, it shouldn't take legal proceedings. <laughs> Sorry, I was laughing because I looked at the AFC North. Um, no, it's crazy, I know. It's, it's a joke. It's the Ravens and then everyone else. Well, the Ravens are like two games up, or two and a half games up, or something like that. On uh, Pittsburgh, though, right? Yeah, Pittsburgh's 5-5, five and five, which I think is respectable given their situation. Yeah, and Brown's 4-6. and six. Yikes. Uh, and poor, the Bengals. Poor Cincinnati. No, not poor Cincinnati. Didn't they, did they bench gonna, Andy Dalton? They did. Oh, boy. They're going to have two of right? next year. Oh, God, dude. Gonna, or Joe Burrow or any of those guys. Did, please pick Joe Burrow because Tua's not that great. Um, yeah, I, I agree. To so, put a point on Miles Garrett, I don't think. No, you don't think he's going to go to court over it? You don't think he's going to? Uh, no. No, I don't think so. I mean, it's football. It's, you know what I mean? Like... I know I said, like, yeah, he committed... Well, I mean, because if he wasn't a football player on a football field playing the game of football, yeah, that is, like, legally a crime, but uh, it's, it's a fucking game. You know, someone looked it up, and there was a uh, an excerpt from the rules. I don't know if it was from the current NFL rulebook, mm-hmm. but it said if you... 
use the opponent's helmet like a projectile or in an improper way. It was a 15-yard penalty on the defense. Did they enforce that? No, they just ejected Miles Garrett oh. and offset everything. Both teams also got fined $250,000. It's like outside of what the players are going to be fined that were involved. Mm. Um, the big thing too, the it's not la- a substantial amount of money, but, but like to the team, it, it's it's not a lot, but it's interesting that they would find the teams as well. It's like a message for their role in it. Yeah, it's kind of like setting that precedent. So I guess the last thing I want to I want to ask you about before we get to the lines here is um, is Mason Rudolph did not get suspended. And there's it. It is uh, it is yeah. exploded. I do. I don't agree with that. I think it has exploded into a huge argument now online, <clears throat> where people are saying Rudolph should have been suspended because he was clearly instigating with like, <clears throat> oh geez, sorry, he was clearly instigating with the um, with the helmet pulling and the the crotch grabbing and the kicking and, and all everything. of that. Like if he had just gone down, none of that would have happened. He he clearly continued it afterwards. Yeah, he and so. A lot of fans were saying, you know, they're of course they're only showing the replay where Miles Garrett looks like he snaps and attacks him, but you know no, it, dude, it takes two Mason, sides to yeah, to tango here. Like, <clears throat> if you look at the tackle, Garrett just wraps him up. He doesn't slam him into the ground. He doesn't like whip his head into the, into the turf. He doesn't uh, drive his body weight on top of him. It was a decent. It was a good tackle. He pulled him down by the side. Literally, it was a, the tackle was fine. Rudolph just gets a little like. Uh, sensitive or something. He, maybe he laid on him an extra second or Starts something. Starts putting maybe. his hands on his face, taking his helmet off, grabbing his groin, all that kind of stuff. And then, yeah, like, okay, Miles Garrett starts, you know, that's when he over, starts overreacting and, you know, taking things too far. But once he gets the helmet off, he backs off. Because DeCastro, or uh, DeCastro, or yeah, Castro, whatever his David name is. David uh Pulls him away. And perfect opportunity for Mason Rudolph to just, you know, be a leader on a football team and and walk away and end it. Cooler heads prevail. Runs right after him. Yeah. And hey like, man. And and I don't, I want to be clear like I am not excusing Garrett for for swinging the helmet at all. But Rudolph should have been suspended. So he, he didn't do any he he only escalated the situation. He didn't do anything to defuse it. The funny thing too is after his game last night, he had one touchdown, four interceptions. Mm-hmm. A lot of Steelers fans were saying he should be suspended too. A lot of Steelers yeah. fans were upset that he was not suspended. Yeah, I'm sure they were. Uh so then I guess this this will be the last question I'll ask then because this just popped into my head. Is Miles Garrett the number one football player you would not want to have to go rip the helmet off of? Like football player I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to fight. Just if I if if he was in the corner and yeah. we were like, hey, go rip his helmet off, is Miles Garrett number one? Because there's three that come to mind instantly for me. And it's uh, Aaron Donald, yeah, Khalil just, Mack, <laughs> I was just thinking Aaron Donald, and Miles Mack. Garrett. And all three of them have had plays this year where they have looked like absolute different species among other men. Like football players are amazing athletes and, right. and physical specimens, but all three of them have had plays this year where they have looked like another level. Like, Aaron Donald picked up Devontae Freeman a few weeks back in the Rams-Falcons game and literally just carried him, like, groceries 10 yards down the field to set him down in the middle of an argument. Like, and I, 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 think, I think... I I think it goes, like... I can't even put those in order. I'm sorry, no. Those are... Yeah, I would never, ever do anything to upset those gentlemen. Point being, like, I understand getting upset in the moment and trying to, like, talk big and talk tough. Uh-huh. It's just Miles Garrett's probably not the one I'm starting with. Well, Mason Rudolph's not small. He's, he's not 6'5". S- he's he's a, not small. He's, like, two, what, 230? But he doesn't look like he's, but he's not, made of muscle. No, he he's not. He doesn't look like a strong person. No, he's not. But it would be, like, um, uh, it would be, like, me getting into a fight that somebody that's, like, 
but like five ten, like one eighty five, and, like, and like more muscular. I don't know. That would depend though, because I mean, Mason Rudolph obviously has to has to work out to to stay in shape to be a quarterback. Right. But you also work out a ton. Like it's not. I just. I don't think it. I don't look at him as they're both being large people strong... and they're both athletes. But they're not on the same. If it was team. no pads and they just had a fight, like Miles Garrett is destroying him. Yeah, and I think that I think that that was Greg Hardy's whole like retirement plan. But I think that anyone looking at that, even the Steelers teammates, would look at that and be like, "Hey, Mason, this is not a good idea." No, like, no one is like no. Mason. You got him. Just get lucky. Just that Bro, one. Yeah, ball. just everyone just, right on the chin. Maybe he's got a soft chin. Go. Yeah, like get I'm, the helmet so, off first, though. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Just interesting. Um. I mean, obviously, this hurts Cleveland's chances um, going forward. They have 10 days rest now before the next game, next Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not look to see who they play next week because I was focusing on this week's lines. But how do you think this impacts them going forward as far as, like, trying to continue this improbable run they're on? They're coming off of back-to-back oh. wins now, building some momentum. Who do they got? They play the Dolphins at home, and then they go to Pittsburgh. There oh, we, there we go. Oh, man. Miles Garrett will not be there. Yikes. I feel for the safety of the... Oh, the... Man. Pittsburgh's going to want to beat the absolute heavens out of them. So, okay, oh, so... Stum- I'm going to watch that game for sure. It's a, like, oh, it's an afternoon game. It kind of sucks. So, it's still not too bad. No, I mean, they could beat they the have, Dolphins. They have the easiest schedule remaining, so there is a roadmap for them. Aside from the Ravens, their, their schedule is... Super soft. That's what I'm saying. Like so, like they'll probably lose the Ravens game. Yeah, and then Dolphins, Dolphins, Steelers, Bengals, Brown, uh, Cardinals, Ravens, Bengals. They've got at least three wins in there. I think they can only afford to lose one more. Like they would have to lose that Ravens game. I think the Cardinals will beat them. I don't know. I think it it'll depends. be close. And then now that the Steelers are all riled up about that, I mean, we'll have to see about James Conner. But um, one, two, I could see four or five wins in there. But that still only puts him at like eight and eight. Eight and eight, yeah. And I don't know if that's enough to make the playoffs. Well, in the AFC, it might be because the AFC is pretty weak. Depending on what the Steelers do, depending on what the you know. Um. Yeah. Actually, the Bills. Let me see what the Steelers' schedule looks like. See if they're any. They're gonna get any luck over the next few weeks. They have the Bengals. The Browns, the Cardinals, Bills, Jets, and Ravens. Not necessarily the hardest. Not the hardest, but if Mason Rudolph keeps playing like he played yesterday, it's going to be infinitely harder. I mean, that defense has been really good the last four weeks, and I don't want to say he got exposed because the Browns only scored 20, 21 points, but they did give so, up a lot of big plays, a lot of chunk plays. That next uh, Steelers-Browns uh, game is going to be really important because I feel like they're going to end up tying... Yeah, that'll probably be I the tiebreaker. I could one hundred percent see Cleveland winning, like going like four and two or five and one, mm-hmm. and the Steelers going like four and two or three and three or something. Like and then that. that's the difference. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be intense. Were there any like? I mean, there was a bunch of upsets this week. It was almost just all upsets. Yeah, it was. I think I went. I think I only got four or five right out of my overall just outright picks. Um, yeah. Lions lost to the Bears. My beloved Patriots. On they were on bye week, right? I know. I'm just remembering if they lost to the Ravens. Oh, they didn't just lose. 
Mm, let's not talk about it. They got they got handled. Mm, but it's okay. Yeah, it's been, it. been a couple weeks. It's, people have forgotten. Chiefs. The AFC West is surprisingly active. Uh, there's a Look world the, where the Raiders can win know. that division. I know. Wow. And then, uh, dude, the AFC South, same thing. Texans are six and three. Colts and Colts are five and four. Titans five and five. Jags four and five. Yeah, every team right there. The Jags getting Nick Foles back this week. Surprisingly um, close, except for the, the East. We'll see how big, how big or impactful that move is. To Foles missed all of the season except for the first half, basically of the first game. Broke his collarbone. What a business model. Yeah, right. Get a big contract. Here's the eighty million quarter. dollars, and then you're gonna miss nine weeks of of games. I wish that's how I. I wish I could do that. Maybe they were just resting him for the playoffs because they know he's he's a uh, magical. Oh no, we gotta get him back. Uh, my favorite division, NFC West. The bloodbath. Love it. Love it. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I've really, I mean, the Rams are kind of like, uh, whatever. But I really like. Well, I was talking to you about this before we started recording. I really like. I feel like the Cardinals could be like six and three. I know. I really like them too. They've been one of my like. I gotta. I have fun betting on them and watching those games every week. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray, fantasy quarterback for me, so I'm a little more invested. But I, they're just really fun. The to watch. offense they've really put pe- like the pieces together pretty well in. I think they're a couple pieces away defensively. Like their pass rush hasn't been as good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but they need some help there. But Cliff Kingsbury is doing a good job. I'm really surprised. I don't think three and six and one really reflects their their talent. I no, think they just lost better. by three to the the, the Bucks, Bucks and the, they lost by three to the Forty ers Like they can score points. They, they would have had the Bucks game too if it wasn't for they an improbable finish game. Yeah, but that's a young team, a young coach. Like that, that'll get there. I think they're definitely showing positive signs for I do the I rest just, of the season. And I the worry next that season. they're gonna like figure it out and then. Larry Fitzgerald is going to be too old, and they're going to lose a big offensive piece. I don't know. I think he'll be back next year too, barring no. I'm, I'm so, like I think it's going to take him like two years, oh, two see, or three years, I, to like really actually be very good. To be very good, yes, but to be competitive, I think it'll be as early as next year. And then I, the Rams are kind of a question mark for me at this point, which is unbelievable. Even the Seahawks are like their roster isn't awesome. They're not. They, so, it isn't awesome, but they're do, certainly doing more with less. Russell Wilson is definitely the MVP so far, I think. I mean, I understand the Lamar Jackson arguments, but... So, check. this is an interesting <laughs> stat. So, the Niners are 8-1. and one, The Seahawks are 8-2. and two. Um, The Seahawks have 275 points for and 254 against. The Niners have 259 points for and 129 points against. Yeah, that Niners defense has been... Wow. That's a huge disparity. That's crazy. Anyway... Let's look at some lines, man. Let's I was going to say yes. Yeah, so let's go through this week. So first up, we're just going off of Bavada.com. It's where we get all our odds. It's where we place our bets. Uh, we're just going in the order that they have listed. So first up, we got the Cowboys at Detroit. Uh, Detroit's going to be without Matt Stafford, and the betting definitely reflects this. Uh, over-under is at 47, and the Cowboys are favored by a full touchdown, by seven. Um, so what do you think? Anything here jumping out at you? or They're in Detroit. I'll still take the Cowboys minus seven. Do you think Cowboys by think, seven is? I think that's pretty safe. I think the I don't under. Think anyone, I don't think anyone's hurt. I think the under is probably safer. If I had to pick like the safest thing to bet out of this game, you think so? I don't think Jeff Driscoll is putting up a lot of points with that Detroit. I don't know, offense. man. He's an all star. 
Uh-huh. No, I'm kidding. You're right. Um, the under is pretty safe. And I like the Cowboys uh, minus seven. Cowboys, I, I would almost go... I think go, they win by 14, honestly. I would almost go Cowboys outright over Cowboys by seven. Just because, who knows, in games like this, the Cowboys love to let up and let teams back into it. So if it's they like... They do play to their level, their competition level a little I bit. I could see it being but... like 24 to 10 in the fourth quarter. And then the Lions get a field goal and then, like, a stupid garbage time touchdown or something. And then you're at 24-20 as the final. I I disagree. I think it's going to be, like, 27-10, I guess it depends on how much you believe in the Cowboys' defense. Yeah, no, I think they're offensive. I don't think they're going to have an issue scoring any points, that's for sure. But I I feel pretty confident in that. Okay, so so your best bet from here is is by seven? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to take Cowboys win outright. Minus 310 is mine, just because I don't I don't know. Lions backdoor covers, it happens too often. I feel like it happens almost every week. The Lions game comes down to the wire, and there's some type of backdoor cover or last-minute change, change of leadership. Like someone else goes ahead. I don't know why I was trying to say change of leadership, but I don't know. I don't know <laughs> they what might I was need thinking. One. Yeah, who knows? Matt Patricia with his pencil behind his ear, looking like a genius. All right, next we got the Denver Broncos at the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Vikings favored by 10. My favorite, the favorite part, uh, or my, sorry, I'm sorry, my favorite part about this game is the fact that it's at 10 o'clock because that means Kirk Cousins will play well. Um, he played pretty well last Sunday too, though, in prime time against the Cowboys. He had a pretty good game. Yeah. It's just not his best moment. How do you think the, I mean, obviously... The Broncos here are major underdogs, and that's because they're going to be starting Brandon Allen in his second career start, fresh off of beating the Browns last week. Mm, no, I think the Vikings are going to take him to town. You think by 10, though? Like, Do you yeah. think by 10 is the best? I do. I do, too. Um, yeah, I don't really think this, I think this is going to be a blowout. Dalvin Cook's going to have a, a field day. He's going to rush for like 140 yards or that's, something. See, that's kind of what I was thinking, is I was thinking they'll probably just try to do the run game and get it over with quick and get out without injuries. Mm. Um, Saints at Tampa Bay. I think this is going to be actually a really fun game. Uh, Saints are favored by 6.5 currently. Or is that? Sorry, I can't read five and it. 5.5. Jeez. Sorry about that. Yeah, Saints are favored by 5.5. Um, I kind of like it. I like the Saints in that spot, um, but I actually think looking at all of these, the best bet would be Tampa Bay to cover. I don't think Tampa Bay will win, but Tampa Bay and New Orleans like historically have had pretty good close games, competitive games against each other. Even when one team wasn't that good, they always kind of tend to play up. Kind of how like the Rams and the Seahawks and the Niners all used to be when they were mm. one or two of them would be bad, but they would all still play each other tough for some reason. Uh-huh. That's kind of how this is to me, at least, and I kind of like, I like Tampa Bay here, and not to win, but just to cover, because I think it could come down to a field goal. I don't see it coming down to a touchdown. No, I think New Orleans is pretty safe here. I by would, the I full would, five and a half, I would, though, take, or? I would take the five and a half. Okay, how much do you this, think they'll win by? Uh, ten. By ten, okay. There's like I feel like there's just a little bit of a recency bias with the loss against the Falcons, and people are like. Whoa. What's like what's going on here? And I'm and not too yeah, I'm not too worried about that. But and to be fair, like they did lose Marshawn Lattimore, which is uh important. Yeah. But the real bet here is the over. I was gonna say this the over under is set at fifty. And both of these teams are extremely high scoring. 
I definitely agree. Yeah. I think this is that's that's the move right there. That's I think the, the bet throw the over into a couple teases, throw it into a couple parlays. Um, yeah, I definitely do like that one. All right, um, Atlanta and Carolina. We got another. Um, what was that NFC South divisional? Yeah, another. What do you think? I'm taking the Panthers. And it's what four and a half. Yeah, I'll take the points so too. Panthers by four and a half is it, the line. God, I don't know how Atlanta. I didn't watch the game. I didn't watch a lot of football this week. I don't know how Atlanta beat New Orleans, but they're still trash. They're fundamentally trash, and they, just because they have that good week doesn't mean they're going to be any better. Well, even worse, insult to injury is uh, Devontae Freeman's hurt and yep. not practicing. There probably going to miss it. It's going to be a, the Christian McCaffrey show. Yeah, that's basically it. If there was if there was a game for Christian McCaffrey to further cement himself in the MVP conversation, it's probably this one. Like, if he gets 200 total yards from scrimmage, two or three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, MVP thing is going to be interesting this year because... Obviously, McCaffrey's having a fantastic year. I don't think he'll win it, but I'm very interested to see how many votes he gets and like what his voting specifically looks Dalvin like. Dalvin Cook, I think, is actually having a better year than McCaffrey. I just don't think Dalvin Cook is is getting the same PR as McCaffrey because I don't think anyone expected the Panthers to do anything. They had that slow start. Then Cam well, Newton got hurt. That's my. That was going to be the point I was going to make. And then they turn it over. It's yeah. like McCaffrey has like Kyle Allen and. Who even plays wide receiver out there? Like, yeah, Greg Olson. Curtis Samuel, DJ uh, Moore. You don't have, like, oh, you've got Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen and, you know, a good defense and this, that, and the other. And, like, not to take anything from Diggs because I saw a comparison of um, his stats through 10 games compared to Adrian Peterson's, like, 2012 MVP year. Mm -hmm. And he's doing much better or uh, is at least on pace, if I remember. Who, McCaffrey? Dalvin Cook. Oh, okay. You said Diggs, so I wasn't sure. Who oh, whoopsie. Meant. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, no, Diggs is running back now. Yeah, um, right? That's... And so it's like, it's like you look at that and you're like, uh, yeah, it's a good point. Like, he's got a case. Right. And their team, both teams are winning. Both teams are looking strong in their divisions, um, or in the division. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think for the game itself. I don't think Carolina's going to make the playoffs. I don't know. Yeah, they're 5-4. and four. It's going to be tough. I don't know. If they don't win this game, I don't think they're going to. Oh, I think they very easily win this game. I kind of like, I like the points here. Cleveland or not Cleveland? Geez, Carolina by four and a half. I think is probably the bet that I'm gonna. I can get behind that. Uh, Buffalo and Miami, so, part two. So yeah, these two teams just played two weeks ago. Uh, that ended with the spectacular Buffalo returning the onside kick for a touchdown to cover. Just an absolute Hall of Fame gambling moment for those that that take the points on Buffalo. Um, I think even though Miami's playing better as of late, I think Buffalo is the better team. By far, I think. Um, they were right there in that in that Cleveland game last weekend. They honestly probably should have won. Who doesn't like a little AFC East? But yeah, right? Some divisional Action. some divi- AFC a divisional, divisional stuff matchup. This week. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm taking the Bills like with, give me the give me the six and a half too. I'll eat it. I'm taking um, the Bills too. I'll take the six and a half as well. Um, Probably the under. Oh, the under is 40 and a half? I don't know, actually. I'll take the over on that. Really? I would take the over on that, yeah. I don't know. Those teams' offenses haven't, look, haven't been looking awesome. Uh, whatever. Um, yeah, that's kind of a boring game. Whatever. Like, Buffalo minus six and a half. That's pretty simple. Um, Jacksonville and Indianapolis, however. Really mm. like this one. A lot of stuff going into this one. Um, I did see Brissett's confirmed to play. 
Yeah, Jacoby missed last week against the Dolphins, and the Colts lost. Um, I'm sure they'll get back on track here. The Jaguars, though, are a really interesting team. They've been up and down all year. Like we said, Nick Foles coming back. Um, and I'm just I'm really curious to see how he how he does, how he looks, how he they're performs. Out in, they're in Indianapolis. It's, too. In, 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 it's gonna be a tough environment because Indianapolis is crazy. The defense is tough. The front, the pass rush of the Colts is absolutely terrifying right now. You have Darius Leonard playing at a, just a monster level right now. And, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how, how the offensive line for the Jags and how Nick Foles holds up. I'm going to call, like, at least three sacks, two interceptions, and the Colts win by, like, 14. Are I you think, taking the by three or outright? I'm taking by three, but I think they're going to stomp them because they, they lost to, like, one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, they've got to be mad. And, and they're going to, yeah, I think they're just going to. So the Colts are favored by three, and it's even odds right now if you want to get in on that. Um, that's a good one to throw in teasers as well, I think, or into parlays as well, mm-hmm. depending on how you feel. Um, but, yeah, I don't I don't think there's anything much more to say on that one. Um, how do you feel about Houston and Baltimore? I think that's the game to watch. It's that's definitely going to be the game of the week. Yeah, it's a 10 a.m. game. Yeah. I am really excited about it. Um, I think the over is absolutely going to hit. It's 51 and a half. I don't think these defenses are stopping either offense. I think it's going to be a matter of who has the ball last will end up winning. Um, that said, I do like the Ravens here, but I'm going to take them outright as opposed to by four, which mm-hmm. is the spread. Um, because I just, the Texans are a terrifying team to, to bet against. And Deshaun Watson is having a absolutely insane year as well. That is going not untalked about, but like some of his feats are going unrecognized because of just how much else is going on. Mm -hmm. And I think that they're in a prime position to play spoiler again. I mean, they shut down the chiefs to everyone's surprise a few weeks back. Nothing would surprise me about them coming out and shutting down the Ravens too is a huge statement win. Um, but I think the Ravens are just playing at a higher level right now. Yeah, they're doing great. Um, and they're going to be at home. They've got to have that big confidence booster from, I mean, they just beat the, what Bengals, but like, yeah, having, that confidence booster from beating the Bengals. No, 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 really, no, but I'm saying like no, having, yeah. they're still riding like taking off the Patriots because who doesn't like doing that? They just shut down the Bengals. It was like fifty something to I think ten or that run that touchdown run. The Lamar's was, that was or great. The, yeah yeah Lamar Jackson looking like a Michael Vick looking like an MVP yeah looking like thicker Michael Vick's dude's built now he's yeah he's so yeah um I don't I think I'd only bet the over. I don't know. I don't know who's gonna win. Like both teams are explosive. They could definitely. So fifty one and a half is the over. Yeah, I think it's gonna be like a thirty, like thirty four to twenty seven. I don't. I really don't think it's gonna be like it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be really. High, really high I think. Game. I think this is gonna be this year's equivalent of that Chiefs Rams Monday night game. That was from like a dude, year ago. That I would watch that game again. That was such <clears> a good game. I that should have been the Super. Bowl. I wouldn't be surprised if so. Yeah, really. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, one of these teams touched 40. That's, yeah, see, that's what I'm thinking If it was, like, here. 40 to 30 or something like that, I really wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Either. So, yeah, I guess, yeah, the, I like the Ravens here. I like them outright. But over 51 and a half is pretty, pretty nice, too. I could see either just one Just in regards, not in terms of betting, but just in regards to picks, I think I'll take Houston. Oh, see, I think I'll I really take, like Houston this year. I'll take Baltimore. Okay. I think that's the first one we've disagreed on, too. Uh, no, um... 
I thought there was whatever. Uh, but to completely contrast the talent level, let's go with the Jets and the Redskins. I was gonna say, like the fact that these two games are back to back on the schedule here or on this listing here is absolutely hilarious. So we go from Texans Ravens, arguably game of the year, to Jets at Redskins. Now the Redskins shockingly favored by two. Um, they're only minus one thirty to win outright, so they're not heavy favorites. The money seems to be almost pretty even. And they've just announced they're going to start Dwayne Haskins the rest of the year. Rookie QB that they spent absolutely zero amount of time before firing Jay Gruden preparing for anything. Has looked absolutely lost when he's been out there, which is awful for him because he's a good, talented quarterback that's just not getting... I think, from what I've seen, I haven't seen a lot of him, so this you know take it with a grain of salt, but I think what from what I've seen with him, he reminds me a little bit of Cam Newton, that he has like this high... Like, when he misses, he misses high... He, I and think he's least, just excited. I think he's he just gets in and he just overthrows. Under, like nothing's ever really underthrown. Yeah, it's all high and over. Yeah, like he'll throw it to people over the middle. Uh, or sorry, Cam Newton will do this. He'll throw it to people over the middle, and just over their heads. And if and if you have like a deep safety, it's like a pick. Yeah, it's almost guaranteed. Like the pick. Um, that said, the Jets have not exactly been a team to inspire confidence this year. I think they are. One of, if not the worst coached team in the league right now. Um, Adam Gase is a disaster. And the ownership has already come out and said that he'll be back next season. They've already said his job is safe. Which is absolutely insane to me. Considering the flashes that Sam Darnold showed last year. And how much he's regressed this year. I mean, the Redskins defense is not that good. And I think the fact that the Jets are the underdog is a huge is a huge... It tells you a lot about the Jets. Yeah, it tells you a lot, but it's a huge... I don't know the word to say. It's like a... Like, oh, that really... Like, that catches my eye. Like, that's... This is my underdog of the week. Like a red flag. Like, I guess, yeah. I guess a red flag for lack of a better... But, like... So the Jets this week, plus 110, plus 110, is my underdog of the week. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I don't think it's going to be an exciting game. But I think the Redskins are just a terrible team. Yeah, and I think the Jets have an hopefully have enough confidence to make something happen. Mm. I think the Jets' defense, Jamal Adams, and a couple of those players can definitely pressure I think Haskins. Made, they'll force a couple of turnovers. I could see it being like ten to nothing, or seven to nothing, or even three to nothing as the final nine, score. Yeah, it seemed like nine three. Yeah, nine three or something. Like well, nine, seven. Uh, you know what? Both those defenses are really bad, so it could be. Well, the Jets are better, but um, I agree with you. This isn't my underdog of the week. My, I have a, my underdog of the week is fucking wild, but I will take the Jets here. All right, so I'm going to take the Jets too, and I'm going to say underdog of the week. Uh, so we go to our next game, which is another divisional rematch from two weeks ago. The Arizona Cardinals at the 49ers. Uh, they just played in Arizona on Halloween a few weeks back, and the spread now is Niners by 10, um, as we talked about earlier. Which is the same as the... The first time they played. Which, yeah, and then they, the Cardinals ended up only losing by three. They did cover. So they covered. Um, I think they'll cover again. Do you think it'll be closer, or do you yeah. think it'll be... No, 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 I don't think it'll be closer, because they'll have just, like, watched film. Mm-hmm. Right? And then if you do that, like, because it's so fresh, you look at it, and it's more of a, like, it comes down to, like, who's more talented. Right. Because now the the... Kyler Murray's surprise and the Cliffs Kingberry surprise is gone. And so it's, I, I think 
uh, Kyle Shanahan will be well prepared. I kind of am thinking that well. too. Um, I think this one's probably a stay away bet for me. Um, yeah, I, I like the thought of the Niners winning. It's in San Francisco. It's you know they just played recently, but I still just the Cardinals are too are too competitive for me to comfortably bet against them. But at the well, same time, like on this... ten points, you know, because like that's a lot, a lot of points. And then if you just take the money line at like what minus what does it say minus five hundred, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. So I, I for me this one's a stay away. What about the Pats and the Eagles? Yeah. So next up, we got the Super Bowl rematch: Patriots at Philadelphia. Uh, Patriots only favored by four right now. Um, I think I like the Patriots here. Um, I don't like the Eagles to cover it. I think the Patriots. Coming out of a bye week, I don't think Bill Belichick lets them lose. I think the defense kind of gets a little bit back on track. The Eagles' offense has been very out of sorts mm-hmm. at times. Uh, they've looked good in a couple wins. They've looked bad in a couple wins, and everything in between, basically. Um, so I don't. I think I like Patriots outright, just because it's it could be fluky. It's in Philadelphia. Who knows? So Patriots minus two twenty. I think is the bet I'm going with here. So. I know I said I don't usually bet on the Patriots, and I try not to, but Pats minus four is, like, my lock of the week because Philadelphia is not good. No. And New England's defense is amazing. And now they've had it's, some... It's... I don't know. Just because they couldn't stop, like, a really good Lamar Jackson offense doesn't mean that they're not amazing. Uh, it's still, a, like, an incredible defense. And they are coming out of a bye. They've had a lot of... So you've got the best coach in the league coming out of a bye. He doesn't lose out of a bye. He's no, like... He's, his, his win percentage is like 87% or something I think ridiculous. it's him and Andy Reid are the two highest... I didn't. I, I just kind of made that number up. But I know it's it's like super high. I'll actually look it up right now. No, I, I do think genuinely it's too... Because I know Andy Reid has an almost perfect record out of the bye weeks too. Um. Yeah, I just... And it's only four points. I don't see them. No, dude. They're going to... You don't see it being a field goal game? Coming down to a last-minute field goal or something? No, I don't. I think this game will tell us a lot about the Patriots' defense. Um, Obviously, after they got beat by the Ravens in the manner that they did, a lot of people were saying, well, see, the the Patriots only beat down the Jets and the Browns when they were struggling and all the, the Dolphins, the Bills, like, really started to... The Steelers really started to question that the validity of it. So this is going to be a pretty big statement, I think, for the Patriots. The Patriots have a 74% win percentage coming out of a bye. Yeah, that's about what I that's, figured. I think those are pretty fair odds to bet on. Um, and then for the game itself, Patriots? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't see you being like, Eagles. All right, so next up, we Here got we go. another great one. Here we go, man. Cincinnati at Oakland. Underdog of the week. Oakland favored by 11 and a half. Underdog so, of the okay. week. Okay, so underdog of the week is in the Bengals are going to beat the Raiders? Yes, they Or are. underdog of the week is in the Bengals are going to cover 11 and a half. The Bengals the are going to beat the Raiders. I'm going to have to disagree. I know everybody on the planet is going to disagree with me. And then and, and the, the version of myself that lives on Tuesday next week is probably going to disagree with me. Even Monday, even Sunday night. This is this is a hundred percent my gut telling me that that Ryan Finley mm-hmm. or Lindley or whatever his name was yep. is going to lead the yep. Bengals to victory well, in the black hole. AJ Green's going to help, but if he comes back, he is. Well, he suffered a setback last week that kept him out. He'll be fine. 
I don't know. I, you know what, man? I'm just like the cut. And this is a, there's no logic or basis behind this at all. So just don't tr- listen to me and bet on this. But um, so then, are you betting plus four fifteen outright? Then I have a I have them in like a little like funny parlay. Okay, but I mean, like, by if you're if you're this confident, let's how much are you comfortable enough betting on just them? On just them? If you if I gave like two you bucks, like so it's not. Yeah, no, I'm not saying like. I'm not saying go bet, go put money on this. I'm just saying. No, no I'm not my saying My gut tells me that they're going to upset the Raiders. How much money, so how much faith do you put in your gut, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Not a lot. Like if you had to put a, a money, a monetary amount to $5. your gut. Okay. Like five, that's, so you wouldn't bet 10. That's the monetary value of my gut. You wouldn't no, bet 10. You no. wouldn't bet 6. Nope. So 5. Yep. Okay. So I would say take that with a grain of salt too then. Uh, no, I, I, I'll say straight out. Like, I could not is, disagree more. Like, I don't think, um, I don't logically think that they're going to win because they're terrible. I don't even have a reason to give you that, why I'm picking them other than the fact that I don't really think they're going to go 0-16 if there's one team that's like inconsistent enough for them to beat. It might be the, it might be Oakland because, I don't know, man, I'm just going with my gut here. All right. I'm going the exact opposite way. I'm just going uh, with my gut. And if they win, I'm going to go ahead and just call myself some kind of like profit. Yeah. I was going to say if they win, it'll be great for our brand, but I don't know. I'm going to go with the Raiders here. Uh, I'm going to go with Raiders by 11 and a half too. Uh, the Raiders are in an interesting spot here now. They actually have some hype around them. They are looking like a good team. Um, I think a lot of people are surprised. That's where they deceive people. They look like a good team. They have the rookie of the year right now in Josh Jacobs. And I think that, you know, they're just, they're, they're playing the type of football they need to play. They're letting Derek Carr be more of a game manager, take shots when he sees them. But for the most part, they're just playing run two or three downs and, and just pass when you absolutely have to. It's very, it's very Raiders football. Exactly. And I think they're Ground gonna, and pound. the Bengals are not the team that's going to upset that. The Bengals don't have the defense to upset that. The only thing that I could see making this any, any type of close game is if AJ Green comes back and you have AJ Green and Tyler Boyd and a, like a couple of those other weapons, Joe Mixon, if he can get running because the Raiders' secondary is banged up. Both of their safeties are out. They're on both of their backup safeties. Um, so if there, if there is an A.J. Green siding here and he can Sounds take like the top the, off. paying the picture of my victory. <clears throat> I'm just saying that's the only way it would be close. I think the Raiders would still win. Because I don't think A.J. Green playing in his first game three and a half, four months after suffering this ankle injury. Is, it's safe to say he's going to be a little rusty if he is back. And they're going to probably want him on a snap count. I am just being hopefully optimistic here. and um, well, Optimism doesn't belong in Oakland. I think, I think the years of, of professional football there would show you. There is no room for optimism that, in Oakland. Uh, that's a good point. But I want to take a look here for a second and see uh, if I can find the Bengals schedule. Okay. Um, so they'll play the Raiders. And then they play the Steelers. Okay. They play the Jets, the Browns, the Patriots, the Dolphins, and the Browns. And then, and yeah. It's a lot of losses in there. There's a lot of losses in there. I think, I think this is the only game that they can, no, I think they can, I think they're going to end up winning like two games this year. So then last question on this then, is that, should they want to win? Because they're in this, the driver's seat for number one overall pick. 
They're in the driver's seat for franchise QB. Andy Dalton's deal is up after this season. They could just start anew. They're, A.J. Green is committed to staying there. He wants to stay there. They could just lose these games, hold him out a little bit longer, let this other rookie develop and see what they have, flip him for more picks or whatever, and right into Joe Burrow or right into Tua or whoever they want. I'm not crazy about Tua. I don't know, man. Whatever. All I care about, they're going to win this week. All right. We, we will see on that one. So uh, Ram, night, Rams and Bears. Bears in LA to take on the Rams. Rams just looking awful as taking of late. The, taking the Bears. Taking the Bears outright or to cover? I am taking the Bears. All right. I'm <laughs> making that decision in my head right now. I'm going to say outright. Okay. So, so Bears to win. Um, this is really tough because I have a lot of respect for Sean McVay. But this has been a terrible season for the Rams so far. Uh, they've underachieved a lot. They've underperformed a lot. Um, but I think coming off of the way that they lost last week to the Steelers, I really I think this is a huge test to see how Sean McVay can motivate his team. Um, I would like to hear something about Todd Gurley, and I would like to know why he isn't running in the fourth quarters of games. Uh, he had absolutely zero touches in the fourth quarter against the Steelers last week. He was on the field for, I think, 22 of the 27 or something snaps that they played on offense, mm-hmm. but he didn't touch the ball once. And I think I understand like the idea is to limit his his touches until the playoffs so he can stay healthier. But it seems backwards to me to front load the games with all of his touches and then not have him in crunch time when you need to start grinding the clock down and like yeah. just fighting for yards. Um so I think this is gonna be a really big statement game. I think the Rams the the good thing is the Rams defense has been playing better. Uh the bad thing is the Lions defense just made Mitch Trubisky look like Jim McMahon. Hmm? You said the Lions. Yeah, last week. Mitch oh, Trubisky oh, had four oh. touchdown passes and ran all over the Lions. Gotcha. So he's got a little bit of confidence coming in. The good thing is the Rams defense has been improved, but we'll see if they can kind of bring bring poor Mitch back down to earth. I'm really just gunslinging this week. I, I can tell. I, I like, respect it. I don't know. Yeah, like my gut's just telling me to go certain ways with things. And, uh, you know, I'm going to enjoy that. And then once I'm wrong, I'm going to f- come back down to earth. Um, so, yeah, I'll take the Bears all right to win. Okay, I'm going to take the Rams. And then lastly, our Monday night football game live from Mexico City, Mexico. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are designated the home team. And the Chiefs are favored right now currently by four. Thoughts? Mm, I don't have good thoughts. Have you seen the Joker? What does he say? All I have are negative thoughts. Exactly. Um, I wouldn't. I am not gonna touch this at all. I don't think I am either. This game last year would have been the Chiefs Rams game, but the field conditions were so poor that they moved it to Los Angeles. I think it's gonna be low scoring because of that. That's kind of what I'm leaning towards too. I kind of like the under here, even though Pat Mahomes is a touchdown tossing monster. And the Kansas City Chiefs defense can probably we could probably go score on the Chiefs defense. It's absolutely insane. They let Ryan Tannehill last minute drive them for a victory. Well, it's not even that, dude. They let the, they can. Derrick Henry had like two hundred yards. They cannot from stop any kind of run game whatsoever. So this so, is going to be a Melvin Gordon Austin Eckler special here. Oh I think. yes, I'm so glad he's on my fantasy team. Um, yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't like it at all. 
I think this I think is the a Chiefs stay away win the too. Game. I think the Chiefs will win the game. I do too. I think the Chiefs win, and I think that's because the injuries on the Chargers defense offsets how bad the Chiefs defense has been. Mm-hmm. And when it comes down to making plays, I kind of trust the Chiefs. Well, their more. secondary has been okay. Yeah, not as bad. It's really just their run defense that's terrible. Um, but yeah, I don't think I would. I I don't feel comfortable enough in either side to bet on it. Nope. Um, if I was so inclined to bet that I absolutely had to, I would just take the under. Because who knows what the field is going to look like. That's something um, to definitely research before going into that. But yeah, if the field's fine, I might take the over because two offenses without defenses. Exactly, yeah. and then you've got two good running, good dynamic running backs taking on a um, porous sponge-like defense. Um, do you have any fun parlays that you want to toss out there? Um, I looked at a few. I looked at a few favorites that I kind of liked. Um, I kind of like the idea of going Cowboys, Saints, and Jets. And just money you, line? Um, just money line, yeah. And if you do that, it gets you about two and a half. Two and a half to one. Um, but you know me, I'm always about trying to maximize, not the safest bets, but I'm trying to just maximize like the most obvious things. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't like stressing out about a six-team parlay or something all day. Or I bet one morning game in a parlay with two or three afternoon games and then the morning team loses and my day's ruined. So I'm always looking for like the favorites. Like how can I make money off of the favorites? Because teams like the Patriots or the Raven, you know, those teams that are winning almost every week now. It's, yeah. It's I really like to try to take advantage of that. So I'll probably look at Raiders Bengals too. Um I don't know what I'll do with it yet. Um uh, maybe throw them with the Bills. I was I, I was gonna say you should bet on the Bengals, but that's Poor advice for a good I think friend. I might take Raiders and Bills and see what I can get with that. Um, but what about you? I know you were looking at a couple before we started. Well, like I said, I'm gunslinging this week, so I took a couple of like fun, not gonna win any money parlays. I've got the my upset, <laughs> my superstar upset parlay is the Bengals, Bears, Jets, and Texans. Uh, which the only ridiculous pick out of that is the Bengals, and then I've got the Buccaneers, Saints over. With the Bills minus six and a half, Colts minus three, and Jets outright. Right, that's the one that gives you like fourteen to one, right? That one's that... well, that one's fourteen to one, and then the other one is like ninety six to one. So, not that they're not that they're gonna hit. I don't expect them to, but if they did, it'll be a nice payout. It'd be a nice, yeah, definitely. And it's not inconceivable, except for the Bengals. Yeah, not pretty much. <laughs> uh, so then, your underdog of the week, obviously Cincinnati. Cincinnati. My underdog of the week is Jets at Redskins. I like the Jets to win outright. Um, See, if you recall, earlier in the season, I bet on the Bengals. I do. Against the the Steelers. It was against the Steelers. Um. Oh, wait. No, was it? It was against someone. They played somebody at home, and I just watched them absolutely ruin my dreams. I think yeah. It, I feel it's, like it was the Steelers. I think it was. Did they play the Steelers three times in a season? No, twice. It wasn't the Steelers. Um, I'm gonna find out who it is. <laughs> so yeah, what's your? I said I said that day I would never again bet on Andy Dalton. Well, and you're not. And I'm not. There we go. So justifications, right? Um. One. So then, while you look that, it up, was the Steelers. It was. I say that's what I thought. Okay. So what's your lock? Wait of the week, a minute. Then? Yeah, it was the Steelers. My lock of the week was the Patriots minus four. Okay, so my lock of the week is the same, except I'm gonna add a little bit more to it. I'm going to go Patriots minus four, mm-hmm. which actually it looks like it moved four and a half now. So we got to get on this quick. Great. So I'm going to go Patriots minus four and a half. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cowboys outright. 
Actually, no, Cowboys by seven. Yeah, I was like, I don't like those odds, though. Let's do that. Let's do Cowboys by seven. Mm-hmm. Patriots by four and a half. It's going to be like 2.68. It's going to be, uh, yeah, 2.8. So almost three to one, and that's not too bad. I would consider those safer bets, so I'm going to go with that as my lock to the week. All right, man. So anything else to add before we uh, before we get out of here? Good luck to Miles Garrett. Give Ray, he's going to be watching the football this weekend, oh, just like you and I, have in the fun, comfort man. of our homes, yeah. on the couch. You can come to my apartment if you want, Miles. I yeah, a, I we're a free spot for you. I'll make you food. We're hosting in LA. We can order out. We can we can Grubhub stuff. We can DoorDash. I'm was kind of wondering if he was going to try to turn this into like a positive PR thing with his suspension and just start pulling up to parties, kind of like what Donovan Mitchell did in Utah the first summer when he just like blasted on Twitter like, "Hey, where are the barbecues at?" And then just spent the summer or like the Fourth of July going to different people's barbecues in Utah. That would be cool. Like, I could see Miles Garrett doing something like that in Cleveland. I could see him doing some like community stuff, pulling up in Cleveland sports bars. Or yeah, exactly. He's gonna. I mean, he's gonna have time. Yeah, yeah, he will. He has a uh, nine months, at least now. Yeah, so we'll see. But anyways, yeah, thank you guys for for listening. If you dig what you're hearing, like and subscribe. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, all those places. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram uh, at Heiferbrew. I am Dustin Brewer, and this is Logan Doherty, and we will see you guys next week. Take it easy, guys.